Hello there. You are listening to the MCC Sunday Sermon. We are so glad you could join us. We pray that this message will encourage you, build your faith on your journey with God. Enjoy. And just to provide some context, Mary was just a young teenage girl in this unimportant town called Nazareth in the hills of Galilee. And she comes from a poor but an honourable family. Her family, descendants of Israel's greatest King David, and trained in the scriptures and knew great portions of them by heart. She knew that God had promised to send the Messiah, the one who would rescue her people and be their king. For 400 years, though, God had been silent. No new scripture was written. No new prophets had spoken. But every Jewish girl, I'm sure, prayed to be the mother of the Messiah. She loved God, Mary, and wanted to serve him with all of her heart. But she's just a poor girl from an insignificant town, from a humble family, with even no great expectations that her life would be any different from that of her mother's or any other woman in town. In her day, scholars say that a girl was betrothed when she reached puberty, usually 12 months before she's married. And Mary was betrothed to Joseph. They'd been married within a year and she was spending the last year in her home learning how to be a good Jewish wife and mother. Joseph, a carpenter, as we know, a hard-working man, a kind man, and life would be good with Joseph. And then we see Christ's birth announced to Mary in Luke chapter 1, 26 to 38. You can read behind me on the screen. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favoured one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered the manner of greeting that it was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and his name will be Jesus." He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of the father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered her and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the son of God and And now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. We see Mary, right? This poor girl from this insignificant family, from a humble town, chosen to be the mother of Jesus, the virgin mother, the second Eve, the mother of God. And Mary responds with this resounding, yes, let it be to me according to your word. Mary says yes, without even knowing all of the details first. Often we think and confess, I don't know if you're a little like me, I'll, if I know exactly how it's going to work out, if I can see the plan the entire way from A to B, then I'll say yes. But what I love about the life of Mary, if the life of Mary teaches you and I anything, 
is that we sometimes we just got to say yes without knowing all of the details first. God uses the simple faith of this teenage girl to bring about his story, right? To bring about his story. He chose her. He divinely appoints her. And she says yes. Yes to not knowing all of the details, but trusting that God did. And so this morning, I'm going to speak to us from the subject, the power of saying yes, because the power of saying yes has the ability to change our lives, just like it did for Mary with what God's speaking to you about lately, or perhaps knew this morning. The, one, the first one being is that if you're taking notes, you can write this down. When we say yes to the big picture, that God looks after the details. Mary finds out she's pregnant, and now I'm sure she's thinking, what is Joseph going to say, right? In Matthew 1, 18, verse 25, we see the account with Joseph. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his Mary mother was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, meaning that he was thinking about these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take your Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call him Jesus, for he will save their people from their sins. So all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall, be, they shall call his name Emmanuel, translated God with us. Then Joseph arises from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her until she brought forth her firstborn son and named him Jesus. Joseph is saying that Mary should have been a public, made, made a public example. Even punishment of death by stoning, which was um, of custom in that era. But Joseph, from manners of humanity, you know, intended to give up this betrothment after finding out. But yet the angel of the Lord appears. And Mary, no doubt, trying to work out what exactly Joseph is going to say when she tells him this news, God is sorting it out. In Proverbs 16 verse 9, it says that we can make our plans, but it is the Lord who determines our steps. In Psalm 37, 23, the Lord directs the steps of the godly and he delights in every detail of their lives. If you're facing something this morning and you're wondering how is this going to pan out, you can trust him with the details. Because so often we, off, we hold off on saying yes until we have all the details, when I know exactly how this is going to work out. Even in church, we can do it. We can kind of sit back and say, oh, just, I'll listen to Dan one more time and I'll just see where he's taking this thing and I'll give him a few more months and then maybe I'll lean on a little more or help out here or there. We can do it in every aspect, right? But we ought to say yes and trust God that he is working out the details that he has his plan in play, right? The second point this morning is that when we say yes, we say our yes actually affects others. <clears throat> One of my favorite things in this whole scripture 
As we read before in verses 36, it says, Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. After the angel of the Lord appears to Mary, what's the first thing that she does? She runs to Elizabeth. Could you imagine as Mary is traveling all that way to Hebron, thinking, oh my, I wonder if it's true. Elizabeth is old, she's barren, but I wonder if she could actually be with child. And of course, when she sees her, everything that the angel of the Lord said was indeed true. How wonderful for Elizabeth that God would use her as part of Mary's story that that would be a sign to Mary, that she would be a sign to Mary that everything that the angel of the Lord's told her is actually true, that Elizabeth's barrenness would be changed for Mary's sake as well. I love this because you have no idea what your yes and the impact and the effect it's going to have on someone else. As you say yes, I could even just think of examples within our own church because obviously leading the kids and the families and I'm going to shout out, but Dave, who's here today, when you're praying for someone to join the team and and I'd love for more young families to be on the check-in and welcoming young families and high-fiving, getting to know them. And then they lean in and they say, hey, I'd love to join the team. And you're like, thank you, God. And I'm affected by that, but so is everybody else because these people are answering prayers and your yes affects people. And this is true in every aspect of our life. When we say yes, our yes positively influences those around us. When you're the only one that's bringing the smile to the workplace on Monday morning, when everyone else is dragging their feet and wishing that they were still on the weekend, that affects other people. When you're, you say yes to bringing up your children in the ways of God, that affects them for future generations. I wonder what would have happened to Elizabeth, right, if Mary hadn't have said yes. Because we never know who our yes will affect. A man's yes to being integrous in his workplace will affect his employees and his business in a positive way. A young person's yes to closing down gossip ultimately will affect their future relationships. A mum or dad's yes to consistently bringing their church to church will positively affect their future. A yes to new opportunities and new horizons will positively influence their family in ways that they never deemed imaginable. When you say yes, your yes affects others. And how do you say yes this morning? And when you do, does it affect other people in your life around you? It could be something so small, but the impact may be so large. This morning, I want to honour them. I've got my mother here today and my mother-in-law, and I want to honour them both for the impact that they've had in my life. But I also want to honour my great aunt who's not here. She's in Brisbane. She's 93 years of age. And I was just, as I was preparing this week, just reflecting on the incredibly stabilising effect that she's had over the, on and over the course of my life. I remember being at uni and I was far away from family and she'd write to me. I remember even now, she still will send our children birthday cards with $10 in them as a even as a widow, it's so generous, and she will send them and 
So make sure that they arrive in time for their birthday so that our children can run out to the letterbox and receive their card. You will still find her in church every Sunday despite all of life's up and downs that she has faced in her life and there have been some. You will still find her and she'll even still get annoyed at the person who just complains or whinges about this or that. I love her. And, but she has had an incredibly stabilising effect on my life. And I thank her, you know, for the impact that she's had. And it's affected me in ways that she wouldn't even ever understand, only that she would be able to, would be able to tell her. But I just want to encourage you that you are affecting and influencing and positively impacting people around you. And I just want to thank you for doing that. Thank you for saying yes. The third point this morning, when we say yes, we're saying yes to courage. Luke 137, for with God nothing will be impossible. And so Mary finds the courage to give birth to the promised Messiah, to raise Jesus, to see her other children even reject Jesus early in life, to see her own son, as her own son is cruelly nailed to a cross, and to watch on as this all takes place and unfolds. You know, we sat here over the Easter weekend and I think of Mary as she watched on and realised that it was her own son that went to the cross for her own sin. Mary, being 12 years of age, I'm sure she felt a little bit out of her comfort zone over the course of her life. The last mention of Mary in the New Testament is found in Acts 1, where the disciples have returned from the Mount of Olives where they've seen Jesus ascend to heaven. And I reckon Mary just continued to be time and time again pushed out of her comfort zone. And I reckon if we're going to learn anything from her life is that we ought to, be, we ought to say yes to be continually challenged, right? I don't want to be the same person that I was a few years ago, and I'm sure you don't either. I want to say yes to his plans and purposes for my life. How many times have you said no out of fear or perhaps out of past hurt or even past trauma? You've just said no or perhaps even out of rejection or perhaps you've just sat back and you thought, you know what, I'm not going to make any new friendships because I know what happened last time. Oh, well, we'll just see. I'm not really going to get planted in the church because I'm just going to, you know, sit back for a little while when that's actually what God is asking of us. And, you know, I actually think that we're in a really exciting time particularly in the church, but here as well, MCC. And something that I um, am encouraged by and I feel like we um, are in this planting season where people are looking for connection, relationship. You've probably heard about it everywhere like I have, right? And just this continual decision to say, yes, I'm going to make new friends. I'm going to be pushed out of my comfort zone. I'm going to plant myself in the house of God because I want to see the blessings of God. But I also need to plant myself in the house of God. What, in fact, is it that God's speaking to you about today? Saying yes means that we say yes to courage. And I believe more than ever we need to almost fight this temptation to live comfortably. There's a lot of talk about living a transactional life where you just check in, check out. Even the other day, I was sitting there waiting for um, an event to start, and I actually just felt that little ho- the Holy Spirit nudge, I say, don't get on my phone, just sit there and wait. Normally, you know, you just pull it out and you have a quick look. We all do it. Um, 
And I didn't. And then literally a moment later, a, a friend walked by that I haven't seen in years. If I was looking at my phone, I would have not seen her. Called out to her. We ended up having this wonderful catch up and hear about some of the things that's going on in her life. But just that power of saying yes, even in such a small and significant moment of just not looking at my phone, ended up having a bit of an impact, even on me personally. And I would just like to say that. The fourth thing this morning, when we say yes, we authorize the power of God. The power of God. In Luke 1.34, Mary asked, how will this be? How will I become pregnant? And a divine power will undertake it. Not the power of an angel that employed it in it as in other works of wonder, but the power of God, the Holy Ghost himself. Mary was witness to something that she couldn't have possibly done on her own. It was only possible because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And our lives should be marked by this supernatural blessing, by this supernatural favor, right? Sometimes we get a little bit too used to the routine, a little bit too used to the everyday. And then it's like all of a, all of a sudden, God just taps us on the shoulder and we see these miracles unfold in our life. Ephesians 3.20, we all know it. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably, immeasurably more than we could ever ask, think or imagine. The angel replies to Mary, with God nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. Our saying yes to God should authorize the power of God in our lives. And you know, I've loved hearing the testimonies come out of um, the perspective series uh, that Daniel's been speaking about the last month. I've absolutely loved hearing the stories where people have just felt like their eyes have been lifted and they're starting to pray and seek and see things as it should be, right? Not in our own natural eyes. And perhaps today we even need to lift our expectation of what could happen in our lives or in those around you rather than feeling a certain way using his insight and seeing how he sees about things. I pray our lives are marked by this because when we say yes to God, we say yes to his power being at work in our lives. And I'm sure we all have testimonies of this. Number five, when we say yes to Jesus, we're saying yes to significance. The only reason we know Mary's name is because she said yes. And so often, so many want to be known by someone, even a loved one, or perhaps for doing something. They want to leave a legacy, and that is so, so vital. That's, that's really a great thing. And many even spend their whole life searching for significance. And yet significance never really walks into your life looking like significance. But yet what we don't realize is that true significance is actually being tied to knowing Jesus and saying yes to his will for our lives. Mary wouldn't have ever known the great example that she would be over 2,000 years later if she hadn't have said yes in that moment. I wonder what Mary would have been doing if she hadn't said yes. She would have gone ahead, no doubt, married Joseph, had children, probably remained in that insignificant town, part of the humble family, but she wouldn't have ever known Jesus in the way that she only ever could if she hadn't have said yes. Saying yes brings incredible significance to our life because our significance can only come from the one who created us. I don't know what significance in your life looks like, but like I said, often it doesn't come walking in looking like significance. 
often it comes walking in looking like a really hard or difficult season. Some of you are familiar with our story, and I'm not going to go into detail this morning, but during it, I was chatting with my cousin, who's a nurse. She was saying when they're at their hospital that they work out, they would give these little gifts to women who would come in pregnant and obviously leave without. And after I got chatting with her, I realised that a lot of the hospitals on the coast don't do that. We were able to then make a connection with the Budrum Private at the time and, and the chaplain there, and so we donated a heap of books so that they could support women who were travelling through hard difficulty. That season didn't look like significant to me, but hopefully it had a very significant impact on the women that we were then able to help. And I'm sure many have different stories as well like that. What might seem insignificant to you will certainly be, insi- will certainly be significant to others. Rahab says yes to hiding a couple of Jewish spies and the significance meant that it was salvation and protection for her family when the walls of Jericho came down. Esther says yes to an awkward conversation with her king, which could have meant her death, but the significance was that it led to salvation for people. What's happening in your life this week that might seem insignificant to you but might be having a significant impact on others or even future generations and your children? What would it mean for you to say yes to his will for your life? What would you have to even give up as a result? As I conclude today, at the start where Angel Gabriel is telling Mary that she will bear the promised king, Mary still doesn't quite understand how it will happen. Still something that's heavily discussed today, lots of different opinions. How exactly will the conception happen or did? But I love what Mary says, is that she doesn't need to know all the details. She just simply says yes. And although we might look at her life and think that that you know, was a pattern and that was really simple for her, It was obviously something that she just had an easy submission and and learnt the submission to say yes to God's plan in her life. Luke 1, 28, the angel says, Rejoice, highly favoured one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Mary knew what it was to have total submission to God's will for her life. And although this one yes was rather large, Mary knew and had actually been saying yes all of her life. What does God want from you and I? What could we put into action or put into place this week as a result of this message today? The same thing that he wanted from Mary, simple faith to say yes to his plans and his purposes for our life. And though we might not know all the details right now or even exactly how it's going to pan out, but we trust that he does. Why don't you stand with me today? Perhaps there's been something come to mind as I've been sharing this morning. I just love it if you, in a moment, as we close our eyes and bow our heads, I'm going to pray and we're just going to slip up our hand in response to the message, in response to the thing that God has been saying, just say yes to. So Lord, as we come before you right now, we just thank you that your presence is here. And we just thank you, Lord God, as we reflect upon the life of Mary and how she just has this simple faith as this teenage girl and says, yes, to her, your plans and purposes for her life, that we as a, a body of church, Lord Jesus, would have the same. Lord God, I thank you for every individual here and I thank you, Lord God, for their response to your prompting, Jesus, even right now as you're speaking to them about things in their lives in order to say yes to and even others that to say no to in order to be able to say yes and fully commit, Lord. I just thank you that you would make it clear in Jesus' name. 
Thank you once again for joining us. Feel free to contact us on our Facebook, our website, and jump on our Instagram at mcc.church. Also, make sure to rate and review as well as share. Finally, from all the team at MCC, have a blessed day. And until next time, bless you.